is the official watch of the NBA. Everybody who listens to this podcast knows how I feel about aggregation. I'm oddly intrigued by neck tattoos. You know, we love China. We love you know, playing there. It comes a dunk. Shut up and listen. You think you're better than me? Bye! All right, welcome back to Swish FM. Chris Wendelkin and Ben Craw. Uh, ben, once again, this week, we are joined by NBA insider Brandon Lizzie, a.k.a. Whammy. Uh, if you missed it last week, we started giving out off-season letter grades for NBA teams. We reviewed the first half of the league, teams A through L, so beginning with the Atlanta Hawks, wrapping up with the Los Angeles Lakers. Today, guys, we're going to pick up where we left off with the Memphis Grizzlies, but before we dive into it, whammy, uh, the off-season simply doesn't stop. It has zero quit. Mm-hmm. You have a voracious appetite for NBA breaking news, updates, trades, signings, leaks, yeah. uh, rumors, gossip, hearsay, tidbits. Uh, yeah. How are you holding up? Uh, and do you have any advice for our listening audience about you know self care tips, just how to take care of yourself during this very you know frenetic, uh, frantic, stressful time here in the NBA offseason? Well. I think the biggest thing is remember that no matter what happens in the NBA, they can't trade you. They can't sign you. You're Whoa. thinking these things are happening to you. You're in it. You're feeling yeah. like you're on the court. You know, If somebody gets moved, you feel like it's happening to you. But I think the thing to remember is that you're a person outside of the NBA. Hmm. And even though it may seem like you're joining the NBA, becoming one with it, um, wearing its skin over your own skin, uh, you're separate from it. Isn't that beautiful? That wow. Is, and that's yeah. why, that is why he is whammy. That's why he's an NBA insider. <laughs> he's uh, an NBA insider, and yet it's almost like he is some kind of demigod floating above yeah. and outside. help guru. Seeing everything. He's right. on the inside yeah. and the outside, able to see the full chessboard. And, um, wow, that's, that's very, very yep. profound. Guys, as we know, uh, time is of the essence. We right. learned uh, yep, all, yep, too, yep. all too well last week. So we are, I'm going to get us uh, moving here. I'm going to put two minutes on the clock. We are, again, reviewing all the off-season transactions for each team. Two minutes a team. It's a group chat session. No ISO ball. So, you know, share the rock here. And then each one of us will assign a letter grade. So we're going to begin with the Memphis Grizzlies. Two minutes is on the clock. I'll first read out all the uh, the players added and subtracted. So, mm, for the Memphis do. Grizzlies, uh, the Grizzlies drafted Zaire Williams. They uh, added Santi Alda, Aldama. Does, mm. does that sound right, Whammy? Aldama. That's it. That's the one. Yeah. yeah. Okay, great. They added uh, Eric Bledsoe in a trade. He came over with Stephen Adams. They added Sam Merrill. And then they uh, d- they lost Justice Winslow to the Clippers. Jonas Valanciunas was traded to the New Orleans Pelicans. And Grayson Allen was traded to Milwaukee. So here we go, guys. Two minutes. It's on the clock. 
Well, I love um, I love this the Stephen Adams and Eric Bledsoe edition. These guys are winners. Um, <laughs> they are experienced winners. They're um, I think they're they could be all stars this year. I think Stephen Adams is going to revolutionize his position, the five. I think he's going to learn how to shoot that three ball um, any any day now and be a big addition to this squad. You know that Zion needs all that sp- all the spacing he can get with that big body of his. So Stephen and Eric are going to be out there bombing those threes from Steph Curry range and um, making life real easy for Zion. So, yeah, very, very excited by what they did. Ben, I think you mean Ja Morant, right? Uh, um, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're We're right. making life easy for Zion. Mm-hmm. Well, they're going to make it. It's the same. They both need the same thing. Sure. Um, sure. So you can just swap out those names yeah, that I this, just said. And As Ben uh, alluded to, it's a bit of a head scratcher for me. I mean, Stephen Adams is, um, I don't know. You know. I don't know. I don't know who's in the modern NBA who's who's got a big use for Stephen Adams with the, yeah. the amount he's being paid. And then Bledsoe has some potential, but has been really struggling the past two years. So I don't have any great to say about this yeah i think we're all kind of on the same page here i mean i'd, I'd rather have valanchunas over adams and oh, i'd yeah. rather have valanchunas over adams and bledsoe and uh to be honest i'd also prefer you know that ted cruz look like grayson yeah. allen grayson Allen's not, not too shabby, <laughs> i prefer yeah. grayson allen over sam merrill um i know zaire williams has a lot of potential but i don't think it was worth necessarily trading up seven spots in the draft to eat the contracts of Stephen adams and eric bledsoe in order to get them so I'm not. I'm not crazy about this off season. I give him a C minus. Uh, ben Whammy, give me some letter grades, and then we'll move on to Miami Heat. I'll, I'll stick with the C minus as well. Okay, Ben. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what you guys were were talking about. I was actually very positive about their off season, um, but unfortunately, they did play the game of free agency, and therefore, no, they did I must. Not. Uh, they wait, didn't did sign anybody? They didn't sign. Grayson Allen, they lost no, him. No, they traded him they, away. There was a trade him. They traded him to Milwaukee. <gasps> hmm. Yeah, there's not. They didn't do a single signing. Sorry, I don't have my notes in front of me right now. <laughs> Doesn't look um, like it. They dropped. They acquired people, Ben. So they acquired hmm. uh, Zaire Williams and San, uh, Santi Aldama through the draft, mm-hmm. and then they traded for Eric Bledsoe and Stephen Adams and Sam hmm. Merrill, and then and then they lost Justice Winslow and and uh, you know they traded Valanciunas and Grayson Allen. But they, okay. lost just, yeah, they lost Justice Winslow to... Now, that, that Valanciunas trade, did that happen during the season or during uh, free agency? After. Free agency. That was, dur- that was during the offseason here, yeah. Okay. Before okay. the draft. So, be- before the draft, but during technically during the free agency period. I thought that the free... I thought free agency only began, like, you know, sort of technically uh, began after the draft, no? Yeah. What's the, what's the grade here, Ben? Well, there's an off. <laughs> I know this is important. Off season, there's free agency, but that is not the same as off season. Obviously, there's overlap between those two in the Venn diagram. Sure. But sure. But if a trade occurs in the off season, but prior, did all I needed is an answer to the question: Did free agency begin before or after the free NBA draft? Free yeah, agency after begins NBA. after the NBA draft. Yeah. So the trade that they executed, the Stephen Adams, which Eric was a, Bledsoe, which was a draft day trade. Uh, you know, it happened like a day or two before the draft. Right. Wait, draft, draft day or a day or two before the draft? Those are two different well, things. It, um, 
it was con- it was consummated, I guess you would say, on the draft. So, but announced, uh, reported to it. Yeah, yeah. Memphis, Memphis mm-hmm. moved up mm-hmm. in the draft. Mm-hmm. They they and got they uh, the took. Pelicans pick, yeah. and they and they took this guy Zaire Williams. I see. So just I believe, to, yeah, just trying that to streamline us. Transaction because. then occurred technically in if it was consummated on draft day. Mm-hmm. You know, for the reason of like, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't do, you couldn't perform any trans, execute any transactions until draft day. That means that's the start of free agency, correct? No, that's not correct. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, not at all. Just looking for a letter, yeah. and <laughs> a bit of a whiff there. Free agency okay. happens a couple of days after the draft. It was, I believe, it was the Monday after the draft. Oh, free agency didn't even begin on draft day. No, there's no, a moratorium. Yeah, again, yeah. yeah, free agency begins after the draft. <laughs> So they made no free agent signings. Did they lose anyone in free agency? Yes, they Justice lost Winslow. several people. They they waived Jonte Porter. I mean, they, you know, there's. Hmm. Yeah. But I think by lo- by by letting a player walk, they didn't resign anyone. Did they extend anyone? Was there a contract extension anywhere in there? That, no. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that they extended no. them. Yeah. My God. All they did was trade and wave. You have a letter for us? Really? They ha- they get an A. They get an they get A plus. An a? Oh my God! They get an there A plus. Here we go. Wow, they were the only team. Okay. They were the only team that did not play the wow, game, we and therefore they have won Amazing. the game wow. of free All right, agency. We're going to move on then to the Miami Heat. This is this is monumental. Oh uh, the goodness. Miami Heat. So the Heat drafted. Uh, the, I guess they had no no draft picks, so they didn't draft anyone. They had key additions, including Kyle Lowry, who they signed to a three-year, $90 million contract via sign-and-trade. They added P.J. Tucker. They added Markeith Morris on a one-year minimum contract. And then they also brought back a couple players. So they brought back Jimmy Butler on a four-year, $184 million extension. They brought Duncan Mm. Robinson back. Five years, $90 million. Victor Oladipo comes back on a one-year vet minimum. Gabe Vincent comes back on a two-year contract. Max Struss comes back for two years. Dwayne Dedman takes a one-year undisclosed amount of money. And Omer Yurtseven comes on a two-year, $3.5 million contract. Leaving the team is Andre Iguodala, Trevor Ariza, Goran Dragic, who is part of that sign-and-trade with uh, Kyle Lowry to Toronto. Precious Achua, who also went to Toronto with uh, Dragic. Kendrick Nunn, who's now playing for the Lakers, and Nemanja Belalitsa, who is uh, with the Golden State Warriors. So two minutes, it's on the clock. Whammy, give me a couple opening thoughts here on the Miami Heat. So I feel like they they get a pass, but I just don't don't see how these are winning moves. It feels like they're Chicago. Um, yeah, I, and, I'm with you here. But they're but people are like, oh, well, it's Miami, and they'll you know they must know what they're doing. I don't think a Jimmy Butler extension is a long term positive. I don't think I think Duncan Robinson's a very flawed player to be pl- committing twenty million a year to for five years, and then the Kyle Lowry sign and trade. It's you know you're just waiting for Father Time to catch up, usher Kyle Lowry into you know into the next phase of his life. Sad to say. But I just I don't see these moves as long term sustainable winning moves, and I don't see what they got. You know, Oladipo is so injured. I, I just don't. I don't yeah. think they did a great job. It's now, funny, lose, they know, didn't lose anybody that that important, but yeah, you know, they were one of the busier teams in the off season, making noise. I honestly feel like you can make a case that the Heat 
can maybe I don't know go to the NBA finals right but then you can I think you can just as easily make a case that they will like completely miss the playoffs and my hunch is as always that the truth is like somewhere in the middle but basically they invested a ton of money in older players like you mentioned whammy obviously we know about Kyle Lowry Ben he has that huge posterior he's a a bulldog on defense I was gonna say Uh, father time has his uh, work cut out for him battling that uh, that slab of meat he's gonna gonna have to bring in the heavy guns the heavy artillery for that one yeah father time better hope Kyle Lowry doesn't try to back him down yeah if we're looking for like the, uh, the the waves of time to erode that uh, amount of sand, <laughs> it could it could yeah. take uh, centuries. Could take eons. Yeah, he's we're a talking a uh, a glacial you know, pace. He, he's a floor general, uh, Ben. You know, he's you know something you love in battle, Ben. He's he, he's a commander on the floor. He mm. he leads with a firm hand. Mm-hmm. He's a boss. He's a, a steady steady hand at the till. Yeah. He's a number mm. one. He's a top dog, whammy. He's he's a, a bit of a coach, he's, he's bit a, of a coach on the head floor. Honcho. He's a head honcho. Sure. He's a big kahuna. Kyle Lowry is numero uno. He's a knockdown shooter. Mm-hmm. But also he's like our he's age, maybe. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> um, he's 34, at, right? At, as is PJ Tucker, I think, as well. And Jimmy Butler is like a couple years, maybe a couple years younger than us. Mm, yeah, but he's, he's got that coffee youth. Him. Yeah, yeah, they re-signed him to a max extension for four more years. We're over time here, guys, but I, I, I don't know. I mean, fuck it. I give him an A. Why not? Right? Give him like, an A. Great. They're ha- they're having fun. They're spending big. Whatever, man. There's a fucking pandemic. Who I'll tell you what they're doing. I'll tell you what the guy's doing. He's enjoying life. He's enjoying life. He's doing his thing, and he doesn't give a shit. They're living life. They're not giving We've a shit. We've lost Chris. We've lost Chris. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just There's a pandemic. They got an A. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody gets an A. You're doing great. <laughs> yeah, hey, you're trying your hardest in really, really difficult yeah, times. We're all alive here. We're working together. Yeah, they're doing we'll it in a state with the worst yeah. with the worst COVID surge. So yeah, yeah, that's true. They definitely get some I mean, credit, some extra credit. I don't for know. That. I'm happy for him, right? Duncan Robinson is getting uh, 90 million dollars. Kyle well, Lowry's getting can, paid. I mean, can yeah. I start the official Have campaign? To... If a team is pl- is paying its players, they get an A. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that's... That might be my motto in this podcast episode. Yeah. Wait, if you wait, if you if you pay big, I'm 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 a all plus. for it. Yeah. Pays equal A's in this podcast. Mm, can yeah. we officially? I'll give them an A too if we can officially try to get Duncan Robinson's name nickname to be Duncachino. Ooh. <laughs> I am into that whammy. Dunkachino. Let's get it Dunkachino. trending, folks. A plus. Get that, get that hashtag going. In all honesty, these these moves are not great. And then I think, but it's funny that PJ Tucker just is like always is on winning teams, though. So we'll see. But uh, I would I give him like a C. But I'll give him an A for Dunkachino. Mm. So that, sorry, whammy, that was an A or a C? Um, viewer's choice. Okay. Great viewer's yeah. choice for Whammy. I give him an A. Ben, give us a letter grade here for the Miami Heat. I'd love to give them an A. I love everything that we've been discussing, but of course I have to give them an F for the fact that the only winning move is not to play. All right, guys, let's move on to the Milwaukee Bucks now. Um, so Milwaukee added oof, uh, two, <laughs> two Sandro Mamashvili. Milwaukee added indigestion for Chris. Yeah. Georgios yeah. Kalatsiakis. 
Kinda Thank sucks. you, Whammy. That that's number fifty-four in the draft and number sixty overall in the draft. Yeah. Uh, they also brought in George Hill on a two-year, eight million dollar contract. Rodney Hood for a one-year vet minimum. Semi Ojale gets one year, a minimum contract, and they traded for Grayson Allen. Bobby Portis comes back on a two-year, nine million dollar contract, and then leaving the team is Bryn Forbes. He goes back to San Antonio. Sam Merrill is traded to Memphis, and PJ Tucker is headed to Miami. So let's talk about it, guys. Two minutes. I'll put it on the clock. Ben, give us a couple opening thoughts here on the defending champs, your Milwaukee Bucks. Um, I mean, you know, I think that they obviously didn't want to shake things up too much because they just won a ring. Um, I love seeing George Hill back in the uh, city where he um, staged the... Uh, first and only work stoppage um, in my lifetime Um, and I hope he does that again Um, uh, I mean I hope he doesn't have to do it again obviously but I hope he does do it again just for whatever reason he could uh, pick there's plenty of them Um, and uh, yeah uh, you know I think PJ Tucker hey he was he was an important piece um, uh, of that championship run so I don't know you know they could miss him um, I have a but, confession to make yeah. about PJ Tucker. Mm. I, I've always thought it was like a joke when people would say like, "This guy's a defensive game changer," because you just see them just bricking shots or you know making turnovers and thinking, "Why is this guy helping?" Watching him in the finals, like he really did make a huge difference mm. in defending Booker and Paul and just giving everybody like it was a huge difference. Yeah. I, I, I remember that series with Brooklyn specifically when he was guarding KD and just Kevin gave, Durant. Yeah, yeah, Durant. I mean, Durant still had Harden. What like Durant was averaging like forty points a game, obviously still, but just making yeah. his life difficult. You could see it right there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I, I think it's a big loss. I mean, I don't. I love George Hill, Bobby Portis. I love. I actually think Grayson Allen is a real fun younger player. I mean, they did. I think they did well. I think that losing PJ Tucker is difficult because I just actually was able to see what he was doing on the court for the first time and it was pretty nasty. Alright guys, that's our time. Um, yeah, my, my thoughts are basically George Hill is probably an upgrade over like Jeff Teague, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Semi Ojale will do his best PJ Tucker impression. Who cares? I don't know. The Bucks won a title. Yeah, my offseason grade is a C. Like, whatever. This, this is yeah, it's a blase kind of one. Uh, ben, you have a letter grade for us? Yeah, I have an F. Great. Oh, wow. Thank you. All right, we're going to move on now to the T-Wolves, Minnesota, the Minnesota Timberwolves. And this is is an exciting one for Ben. So uh, in the draft, nobody was added. In free agency, nobody Nobody. was added. They traded for Torian Prince. When did that happen? Uh, leaving the team is Ricky is Ricky Rubio, so they traded Torian Prince for Ricky Rubio. Who a straight up, a straight up one for one deal there. Once again, no, no. free agents added. Um, of course, you know that's that's to be determined, uh, Ben. You know, mm. I mean, I mean, I suppose they could still find a couple of nickels under a couch cushion, under a couch cushion, and maybe make a contract offer to somebody. But as of right now. No one mm-hmm. has been added to the roster by a free agency. So two minutes, it's on the clock. I'll open us up here. Uh, you know, yeah, like I said, the Timberwolves didn't do much uh, in free agency. They had very little financial flexibility um, and few players with expiring contracts. Everyone's just kind of locked in on the deals that they signed a couple of years ago. They moved off Ricky Rubio for Torian Prince. You know, the team is basically locked into a core and a future of D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns. And uh, 
I don't know. Call me when they wind up taking trade offers for for towns. Um, I don't know. Not I, I. Whammy, can we expect this team to be any better than last year? Uh, it's it's very tough to go into the off season having won twenty three games and your major addition is Torian Prince. And it's sure. not that Torian Prince is a bad NBA player. He's a fine NBA player, but they need they need a wholesale lot. changes. Right? Yeah, they need a lot. I give them a D, Wham. Yeah, uh, that's a, a D. D. I would agree. I mean, there's not much they could do. They didn't have their draft pick. They didn't have they didn't have a lot to work with. But this is yep. a bad bad off season for you know a core that is sort of mis mis mismatched. You know, Anthony Carl yeah. Anthony Towns' windows right now. D'Angelo Russell, if he has a window, is right now. And then Anthony Edwards is the only like really young, exciting yeah. player on there. So I don't. Not ben, you Ben, you have 30 seconds. Maybe see it differently here. Again, they didn't sign anyone. Yeah, they uh, didn't yeah. sign anybody, Give ben. us a couple thoughts, and we'd uh, love a letter, of course. Um, and do we know when this when this trade happened? This this Prince for Rubio trade? Was that yeah, pre or post-draft? It's a trade that was not the same as a free agency. Even if it I think that free agency. I think that a trade that occurs during free agency is technically a free agency transaction. Yeah, or am no, I... Definitely not, no. Really? There's no free agents involved. Happened on August 3rd, Ben. Mm. But it was announced way earlier. And that's our time. Yeah, they get an A from me. Yeah. Okay, there it is. <laughs> Fantastic. An A. Outstanding wow. work by that front I office. I love it. Turning a new page. I, I'm shocked. I thought I really didn't realize that there were teams that knew how to play this yeah, game. But I, knew, apparently... I, I thought Minnesota might be your dark horse. I, yeah. I, I kind of yeah. set them aside. As like, I don't know if they did... I don't know if they did as well as Memphis. I'm going to have to review that at the end here um, to see who my number one is. But right now, they are neck and neck. They're right up there. All right, we're going to move on to New Orleans now, guys. Uh, Pelicans. The Pelicans. The Pelicans added in the draft uh, Trey Murphy III at number 17 overall. They added Herb Jones, number 35 overall. They brought in Devontae Graham on a four-year, $47 million contract. They brought in Jonas Valanciunas via trade, Thomas Sadoransky, Garrett Temple on a three-year, $15 million contract. They also brought back Didi Luzada. Wham, does that sound right? No, no overseas, overseas player on a four-year, $7 million contract, as well as Willie Hernan Gomez, three years, undisclosed amount of money. Leaving the team, of course, is Lonzo Ball, Eric Bledsoe, who was traded to Memphis, Stephen Adams, traded to Memphis, and James Johnson, who is now with Brooklyn. Uh, two minutes. I'll put it on the clock. Wham, take it away. Give us some thoughts here on the Pelicans. This is another one of those it, very head-scratching. I think they, obviously, I feel like they fleeced the Grizzlies in getting rid of Bledsoe and getting rid of Bledsoe and, oh my God, I cannot believe I'm forgetting his name. Valanciunas. Yeah, no, they got Valanciunas, but they got Stephen Adams. They got him to take oh, oh, Stephen Adams. Adams. Yeah, my, 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 yeah, my mistake. I think that's a crazy good deal for the Pelicans. You know, that's nothing but a plus. But then the rest of these, uh, Devonte Graham is such a. I, I just can't. I just don't get it. And then I, I guess I would rather have Lonzo Ball than all of these free agents, and that's not very good either. So I don't know. They're kind of stuck with uh, needing talent and having no path to get it. So I'm yeah, not sure this is the best. I, I feel very conflicted because in some way, 
I may not love everything that New Orleans did, but at least like they're trying stuff, right? They're going for it. They're they. I like Devontae Graham. I think he's an interesting player. He's fun. Mm, he's kind of no, undersized guy, smaller guy. They brought him in on a you know could be a valuable contract. I don't know. I think that's interesting. Um, I it's think, like risky. you said, I mean, yeah. sure, yeah, yeah. There's some risk. There's some risk. I like you said, Wham. I think they got the better of the Valanciunas Stephen Adams trade. I like Thomas Sadaransky. I suppose. Losing Lonzo Ball hurts, but, you know, he was due to get paid a, a big old bag of money, and they didn't want to give it to him. So whatever, they fine. The, that, that's fine. But the issue I have with the team is, like, it goes back to last season, really. Like, they signed Steven Adams to a very stupid contract, and then they had to give up draft compensation this offseason in order to, to get off the contract. And um, they had to give up draft compensation to, you know, they had to pay the Grizzlies in order to eat the bad salary of Adams and Bledsoe. Drew Holiday is uh, better than Eric Bledsoe, even if it meant uh, paying Holiday the extension that he deserved. They punted on that. Um, They punted on paying Lonzo Ball. They sent draft picks to the Hornets to acquire Devontae Graham to replace him. So they've used multiple first-round picks on point guards at this point. Kira Lewis Jr., who they drafted, the other guy whose name is Alexander Walker. Nikhil Alexander Walker. Right. I mean, so, that's your starter at point guard, isn't Nikhil Alexander Walker? Okay, great. Know. But, like, then why did they draft Kira Lewis Jr., you know, with a, what, 10th overall pick last year? So, David Griffin at this point is turning the Pelicans into, like, the Titanic all over again. It's Titanic Part 2 on the Bayou. Very I give strange. them an F. <laughs> I give them an F. I don't like what's happening here. Uh, ben, give us a letter grade. Quick couple of thoughts. We're over time, but uh, go ahead. Uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna double down on Titanic two on the Bayou. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, that's the best good. sequel since Electric Boogaloo. Um, and uh, yeah, I obviously give them an F as well. So uh, we're on the yeah. same page for once here, Chris. Cannot participate in free agency and get anything. I will say I, I I love. Um, I do love the additions of uh, Sadaransky, uh, Garrett Temple, and Devontae Graham because they're great three-point shooters. They're going to open up uh, all the space that uh, the John Morant could possibly use. Um, so really, really excited to see what Ja can do with uh, all that extra space this coming season. All right. Uh, we're going to move on now to the New York Knicks. Oh, baby. And there is some stuff Hello. to discuss here. Hello, mama. All right, here we go. So the Knicks drafted Quentin Grimes, Rokas Yokobitis. They drafted Miles McBride and Jericho Sims. Mm. They added Evan Fournier uh, in free agency on a four-year, $78 million contract. Kemba Walker signed a two-year, $18 million contract. Dwayne Bacon was added to the team. They brought back Julius Randle on a four-year, $117 million extension. They signed Derrick Rose to a three-year, $43 million extension. Nerland's Noel got paid three years, $32 million. Alec Burks, three years, $30 million. Taj Gibson, one-year minimum-level contract. Leaving the team is Reggie Bullock, who's headed to Dallas. Best of luck to Reggie. We will begin here. I'll kick it off. I'll kick us off, I guess. Yeah, I mean, the Knicks began free agency by re-signing, like, their veteran core. Nerland's Noel, Alec Burks, Derek Rose. Uh, the deals were first reported as three-year deals, which kind of irked a lot of people, myself included, but that, that they were later revealed to be two-year deals with team options. Um, nice. Evan Fournier is a nice wing player, I suppose, that was headed in free agency. He's an excellent 
uh, off the catch shooter. He's getting paid about $20 million a year, which might seem like an overpay uh, over time, but he's a two-way player, whatever. I can live with it. The fourth year of his deal is a team option. It all seemed fine. The Knicks offseason seemed fine, but they still didn't address their point guard position, which is the team's biggest need and has been the biggest need for three decades. And then they did address their point guard situation. And then we found out Bronx native Yukon product Kemba Walker agreed to a buyout with Oklahoma City, signing a two year contract for about $9 million a year. To be honest, it's anyone's guess if Kemba is healthy. He has this arthritic knee condition. There's obviously a reason that Boston traded him along with a draft pick for Al Horford. But who knows? Maybe we catch lightning in a bottle. Uh, we got him at a reduced price, a very, very fair price to see if he's healthy. If he, if he is, if he's healthy, he brings instant shot creation to the starting lineup. And he obviously helps alleviate pressure from guys like R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle. And then there's the Julius Randle extension, probably the biggest move of the Knicks offseason, signing him to a four-year, $117 million contract, which kicks in after next season. He's 26. He's an all-NBA forward coming into his prime. He'll be paid about $29 million a year, which ranks 43rd highest in the league. Basically, there's a strong chance the Knicks got Randall at a bargain price, leaving the team with room to improve, you know, down the line via free agency and trades. So I like what they did here in the offseason. Wham, Ben, give yeah. us uh, a couple thoughts. And this is going to be, I'll just go ahead and say that of the teams in the East who made the playoffs, the Knicks have the most potential improvement based on these moves. I just think that if Kemba Walker can play basketball, this it's team a big got if, right? a lot better. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a big if. I also think loophole, they could but I don't, get... I don't think it's that big of an if. I think, you know, he, people get healthy over time, and he did yeah. play last year. I just feel um, like if 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 the, Celt, if the Celtics were like, we got to get rid of this guy at any cost, that's probably a sign that he's not... He's not to- well. I mean... Totally that, right. That is, and that is the Celtics' MO. You know, they got rid of uh, Isaiah Thomas... Right, when he was hurting. Right, but I, I don't. Know. It's he still a good play. signing. He, it's yeah, still a good a signing. Even, si- it's a even if he doesn't work signing. out. Yeah, yeah. I, I also think it's possible too that the Knicks got better and they will be worse. If that makes sense, like I think uh, it's possible yes, that they sure, have sure. a better record or they just pass the eye test as a better team and they're more like a seventh seed or an eighth seed as opposed to like the fifth seed. So right. we'll see, but I, I feel good about what they did in the off season. I think it's great. I, this is the, probably the best New York Knicks off season of all time. They didn't pay, <laughs> they didn't pay really, you know, Fournier and Rose is a little bit of dumb money, but nothing too yeah. bad. Yeah. Ben, a couple thoughts hmm. here on the Knicks. Um, yeah. I'm excited to see Frank Grimes. Uh, so wait, Quentin, Quentin Grimes. Grimes. Yeah, I hope we can call him grimy though. Um, sure. But I do hope that he avoids the uh, the fate of uh, Frank Grimes. I don't know if he's related the at Simpsons, all, but of, yeah. but of course he um, uh, died at the Springfield nuclear power plant after uh, touching uh, high voltage cables with his yep. bare hands. Um, so I hope that uh, Quentin can can avoid that. Um, yeah, I think I agree with uh, with Brandon. I mean, w- with Whammy and and Chris, love a lot of these moves, but unfortunately, um, a couple too many moves for me. So yeah. I will be yeah, rewarding and an they F. played the game. Yeah. I'll, I'll, give yeah, an I'll give him an A. I'll give him an A. Yeah, I give him a B plus. Um, I will say this: 
I am really excited for Deuce uh, McBride, Miles McBride, the guy they drafted. That guy, mm. I think, I don't know if you guys tiny have guard, had a chance. Right? Yeah, he, he, he's a tiny, pesky little point guard that they drafted. And he is, he reminds me a lot of like Greg Anthony. He reminds me of Patrick Beverly with a jump shot or, mm. or Marcus Smart with, with a jump shot. He is... Mm annoying like he he is a defense first point guard and watching him in summer league he is he's he's gonna the new york fans are gonna love him um because mm. he's just relentless but interesting let's uh keep it moving here we will move on to the oklahoma city thunder guys um the thunder drafted josh giddy at number six overall trey mann jeremiah robinson earl and aaron wiggins at number 55 they brought in Derek Favors via trade, Mike Muscala on a two-year, $7 million contract. They brought back Shea Gilgis-Alexander on a five-year, $172 million extension. And obviously, they traded Al Horford to Boston and Tony Bradley to Chicago. Whammy, two minutes. I'll put it on the clock. Give us a couple thoughts here on Sam Presti and the Oklahoma City Thunder. So, I mean, you know, the, the stashing of draft picks is extremely impressive i think people are saying josh giddy is a real difference maker strange that he is also a point guard and they have shea but um i think the big the biggest thing i'm realizing is that they had to buy out kemba you you know normally the oklahoma city way is to acquire the high-priced veteran rehab them and trade them for more than they acquired them for even get paid acquiring them and get paid getting rid of them so it is interesting maybe kemba is really really not able to play but um i i think this is a great thunder off season you know we're going to be doing this for the next two three years before they really strike so a, a yeah. plus yeah. boy oh boy presti i mean he just continues to love hoarding these assets right flipping available yeah. cap space for vets on bloated contracts and first round picks and he grabbed a couple first rounders this off season he ate the contract of like you said kemba walker kemba, kemba kemba walker and Derek favors they lock up Shea Gilgis Alexander to a long-term extension. OKC just keeps humming. For me, it's a solid B plus, maybe A minus. Like yeah. what they're doing, they're eventually going to win the lottery here with one of these drafts, and they'll and you know, have a top off to the races. Pick. Yep, yeah. yep. Ben, give us a give us a couple thoughts here on Oklahoma, Oklahoma City's offseason. So the uh, the 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 Mike Muscala deal that that was a an ex, uh, a re-signing. It was a re-signing. Where I, yeah. It was a, a re-signing. Yeah, it was so a technically, signing. he was not a free agent, Ben. Well, he, if he was a restricted free agent, he was. They um, offered him a contract, and he signed it. And he re-signed ink. it. Yeah, he took yeah. a pen and paper and signed a contract. But it was a re-signing. That's not, yeah, that sounds like a free agency transaction sounds to me. Like, sounds uh, like they like also apparently extended a qualifying offer to Josh Hall. Did you did you mention that in your notes? Not. Yeah. Uh, so I'm seeing some troubling things here. Um, All right, that's our time. Yeah, that, uh, that's an F, that's an F for me. I think Sorry. I know what our letter is as well. That's an yeah. F. Yeah. All right, yeah. we're gonna move we on to the moving. Orlando Magic. The Orlando Magic. Uh, ben, the Magic added in the draft. They added Jalen Suggs, number four overall, and Franz Wagner, number eight overall. They added a Robin Lopez in free well, agency to a one-year, five million dollar contract. They also added. Franz's brother, Mo Wagner, to a two-year minimum level contract. 
They lost Otto Porter Jr., who signed with the Warriors. Two minutes, it's on the clock. Ben, give us a couple opening thoughts here on the Orlando Magic. Um, yeah, I'm really just... I have my, my sights firmly locked in on... Um, on seeing uh, Jonathan Isaac return to that basketball court, uh-uh. do we have do we have a, uh, a we time have a frame? Coach. You know, we, I should say we have a new coach in Orlando, Jamal, Jamal Mosley. Nope. Don't care about the new coach. Okay. Um, do we know when when Jonathan's coming back? Do we have a, an, a, an ET, ETA for him? Other than that, don't love the Robin Lopez, uh, Mo Wagner transactions. But I think it's cool that you know Mo and Franz uh, can be can be uh, reunited i hope that mo adopts the nickname hans so that uh so that they can be hans oh and my god and uh they should really work on um maybe maybe stuffing stuffing are their we, jerseys with can some we get uh, in touch with them yeah with some extra padding hans yeah there's a lot of a lot of possibilities just, there yeah. maybe maybe playing with some you know thick leather workout belts on their sure. backs sure. um and ben, of course Jonathan Isaac gloves. remains without a clear timetable for a return. Man, he's that's, never playing again, buddy. That's an that's an F for me. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Whammy, couple thoughts on the on the Magic here. Uh, they, you know they're on a train to nowhere. Uh, the Fran- <laughs> Suggs and Franz. That's really fun. <laughs> um, unfortunate for them that they just got outside of those top three picks. So it's not their fault. But I'm giving them solid C or D. I think, you know, the Magic have needed a break for a while, and I think they may have caught one here on draft night when Toronto mm. selected Scotty Barnes and Jalen Suggs just fell in their draft lap. Right but, you know, yeah, you just take the best available player. Um, we know about Mark Hill Fultz, RJ Hampton, Cole Anthony, Franz and Mo Wagner, the brothers. Couple that with a couple promising big guys, Wendell Carter Jr., Mo Bamba, both top seven picks from the 2018 draft. Magic won't necessarily be good next year, but they could be fun, and that's a good start. So, I don't know. I give it a B. I'm happy for them. I think Jalen Suggs could be, uh, you know, a fun player for them. So, we'll see. Hmm. Um, Moving on now to uh, Ben. It's the Philadelphia 76ers. (laughs) Your hometown. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Do we have a lot Mm. to discuss here. So, uh, the Sixers drafted Jaden Springer at number 28 overall. Philip Petrusev, number 50. Charles Bassey, number 53. They also added Andre Drummond as a free agent, Ben, a one-year mm. minimum-level contract, and George Niang on a two-year $6.7 million contract. They brought back Danny Green on a two-year $20 million contract. Furkan Korkmaz comes back for three years, $15 bucks. They lose George Hill to Milwaukee, Dwight, Har- Dwight Howard to the Lakers, uh, ben, we'll start it off with you. You spent a lot of time watching this uh, Sixers team over the last few years. Give us some thoughts on the offseason here. I sure do. Um, listen, I think they did some fantastic stuff. Um, Andre Drummond is mm. one of the best players in fantasy basketball. Modern NBA um, superstar. Mm. Yep, yep. Um, especially in a league that counts uh, offensive rebounds like ours does, sure. Chris. Sure. Yes. Um, that is, that's Big a deal. potential like first-round, second-round pick. Um, so to be able to acquire a player like that in free agency – is um is just incredible uh in my eyes and um george niang i like a lot too um i believe uh he's referred to as um uh the minivan is that right hmm. i didn't know that never heard that one wait really am i thinking of someone else um 
Wait, what did I say? Minivan? The minivan. minivan. Yeah, yeah. Minivan. That's his nickname. Wow. Um, I think just due to his uh, body type. I'm not exactly sure. Interesting. Um, All right. But I think that's a fun fun nickname. And um, yeah, I really love what they did. Um, I'll give them an F. Whammy, uh, a couple thoughts Great. here on the Sixers offseason. Yeah, I think that I'm, I'm going to give them an A only because they have not traded Ben Simmons. And when they trade Ben Simmons, I'm going to give them an F. <laughs> So they're saved. They're saved right now by not trading Ben Simmons. Whammy, whammy, digging his heels in the ground. I love it. I love to see it. They can't trade Ben Simmons. It's it would just be so dumb. They just you. He's very good. Ben Simmons. Yeah, he's a twenty twenty four year old in his prime, three time All Star. I believe. Any sense? It doesn't. All defensive team. Yeah, he's he's gone, baby. Extremely, extremely promising. They have an A right now for not trading Ben Simmons, and they will get an yeah. F when they trade Ben Simmons for <laughs> yeah. uh, DeMar DeRozan and, you know, <laughs> A bag whatever. of chips. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of with you, Whammy. I mean, it's just hard to know what to make of the Sixers offseason right now because Ben Simmons hasn't been traded yet, and there se- it seems like a trade is inevitable. All indications from the media are that Rich Paul, Ben Simmons, and Daryl Morey agree it's time to do something new. Yeah. The Sixers lost, obviously, to the Hawks in spectacular fashion in the playoffs. Simmons was the face of the blame for all of that, whether whether fairly or not. He kind of took the brunt of the blame. Um, so I don't know what a reasonable trade for Ben Simmons could possibly look like at this point. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. As a Cavs fan, I'm hoping that they get dumb enough where they do Colin Sexton and Kevin Love for Ben Simmons. Mm, wow, that would be really something. That the whole bad. situation wouldn't that be great, guys? Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> the Ooh. whole situation just feels very depressing to me. Specific, like the whole Sixers actually situation. I heard, I heard that Ben's not res- not uh, responding to to Joel's oh. texts. Oh, oh my god, isn't that Ooh, sad? Me yeah, out. yeah. It just feels like you know, the whole situation in Philly feels very sad to me, and it feels expressed almost perfectly by Andre Drummond signing with the Sixers mm. on a one-year vet minimum contract to back up Joel Embiid. That's crazy. The team needs shooting. They need to find a way to address that. And it's just very sad. I, I feel very sad about the Sixers. Who would you have wanted them to go after? for? As, like In terms of shooters, would you try to get Shamit back? Or what Like what was the, yeah. what was the move I mean, to JJ, get Bring back JJ. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they could add... I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, I certainly don't have the solution. Um, they could... Uh, I, I, in my opinion, I don't know that the solution is adding, um, like, complementary, like, shooters, like J.J. Redick or Landry Shamet. Like, I don't know that the Sixers from last year with Landry Shamet are, uh, you know, mm. in the NBA t- finals or whatever. So I, I don't really know what but the, so- the solution shooter? is. who's the shooter? Who is the shooter? Kelly Oubre? You know, you know like Caruso? Mark, it's, Mark it's Wahlberg? Someone, it's someone that's not <laughs> available to them. You know, it's like someone like Bradley Beal, like some, like, incredible uh. perimeter player who's like fundamentally mm. does things totally differently than Creator, someone like shooter. Ben Simmons. Yeah. But yeah, but like someone who's like Clay also Thompson. not available. Yeah, Clay exactly. Steph Curry in his prime. Yeah. So um mm. yeah, weird team. I give them a uh I expect them to make a trade, so I'm gonna give them a D um because I'm I'm just waiting for that trade to come through. Uh right. so we'll we'll move on now to the Phoenix Suns. Yep. The Phoenix Suns uh, drafted nobody. A lot of teams. Yep, they drafted nobody. They they brought in JaVale McGee on a one-year, $5 million deal. They traded for Landry Shamit. 
they brought back Chris Paul on a four-year, $120 million deal. Cameron Payne, three years, $19 million bucks. Abdel Nader, two years, $4.2 million. Frank Kaminsky, one year, undisclosed amount of money. And then they lost Javon Carter in a trade with Brooklyn. Uh, two minutes. I'll put it on the clock, Ben. Give us a couple thoughts here on the Phoenix Suns. JaVale McGee, I like him. Uh, Chris Paul, you know, I, I guess he's probably not going to be a great value at the end of that contract. Uh, it was four so, years, is that right? So crazy. Four. Well, yeah, four years. Yeah, seems, seems a little long. Seems like it could be a little long at the end there. But campaign, uh, I think they got him for a, for a real bargain. So it all balances out, comes out in the wash. When they get in the room with Chris Paul and they're like, Chris, you're 37. Yeah. Like, like, how many years do you want? What? He's like, do the teams, four. do they need to hey, do this? Cause it just hey, Chris, like how, does your, how does your body feel? Do you yeah. really think you could play for four more years? Oh, you can? Yeah, oh, okay, oh, cool. Don't just awesome. take your Sweet. word for it. Cool. No, that's Sounds that's good. great. Cause, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, extending Chris Paul for four years and 120 million dollars is not yeah. a good idea. He yeah. looks like so a shell wild. of himself. Listen, he got into the NBA Finals uh, this year, so I don't need, see why he look, can't do it for the next four. All they need like, is every team they play to lose their best player during the series, and they'll be good to go. Yeah, mm. I mean, he like I said, he looked like a shell of himself in the NBA Finals. He looked like a guy on the cusp of 40 years old, which he is. Um, the Suns are that's a good crazy. team, and. I, and I'm sure they'll play well, and I'm sure they'll make the playoffs sure. again next season. But yes. I don't like, I don't like their long-term prospects. The tough move, obviously, would have been kicking Chris Paul to the curb. Instead, well, they, they wouldn't caved. have to. He could have just t- picked up his forty million dollar player option. Yep, Ben. They absolutely caved. They mm. resigned Chris Paul, and for that, we're giving them a C minus this off season. Um, where do you guys? Stand? I wonder what. Uh, I wonder break. what Suns and Four guys th- is thinking about this. Yeah, I, we'll I wonder if his him. his new catchphrase might be yeah. Chris Paul and and Four. Sure. <laughs> Chris Paul Four Four. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also the Suns and Four guy. Like, is he still is he still a major part of their ethos? I believe he's the assistant general manager now. Yeah, he's running. Yeah. He's the brand rep. He's yeah. running their yeah. youth outreach program. He, yeah. You know, just by virtue of him being a part of their team in any he's not that was a joke by the way but honorary member at least yeah, yeah. season ticket F. holder and the Chris Paul thing it's just it's these teams cannot help themselves you know with these contracts yeah. mm-hmm. they're like well you're at the end of your career here how about six years it doesn't make sense so, Knicks anyway. keep dodging these bullets. He, I mean, Chris Paul for four years, $120 million. That felt like the Knicks, but uh, I guess yeah. Phoenix <laughs> wanted like, to do it instead. Yeah, so. it felt like the Knicks, yeah. All right, it's guys. almost like the Knicks should have Kevin Love and Chris Paul. That's what's wrong with the NBA yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. it's a weird weird world we're living in, Whammy. Home stretch here, guys. Portland Trailblazers. Um, Is they, it, though? They, yeah, we're in the P's. We're in the P's. P's. Yeah. Is that's like the second letter Six after more. M? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is uh, the middle of the alphabet? Yeah, no, towards the end. Um, <laughs> so the the Trailblazers drafted Greg Brown, number 43 overall. They added Cody Zeller and Tony Snell to one-year minimum-level contracts. They brought back Norman Powell, five years, $90 million bucks. They lost Inez Cantor to Boston, Carmelo Anthony to the Lakers. And I will set two minutes on the clock. I'll kick us off. Good God. I mean, it's, you know, it's always exciting when you have, when you can add a Zeller and a mm. Snell mm. And, a, and a Norm to your core. Um, the Blazers and the Sixers feel uniquely depressing to me. It's tough. 
and they're like I was thinking about they are like a couple who you know just needs to break up they need to shake it up somehow and they refuse to do anything different and we are all just like watching them and pretending that everything is okay because we want to love you know we we love the people involved um, but we have this like memory of who those teams were a few years ago and we can't let go of it but yeah, man, I just I, I give this off season an F for for the Trailblazers. Um, you know, obviously, like there are all these rumors that you're hearing about about um, Damian Lillard being un, un, unhappy and whatever. But I love Lillard, and I, I hope that he's able to stay in Portland because it's such an awesome city, awesome team. They they deserve like a great you know player to to, to root for. I wish that they would put an interesting dynamic team around him and give him like a compelling reason to want to be there aside well, from money. But. What, you know, this is a little bit of what can they do? I, I think it's supremely obvious to me that you trade CJ McCollum for something, but what yep. is that something? And is it better than CJ McCollum? Probably not. It's, it's just really tough to acquire talent. And I think Nurkic healthy this year, hopefully the full year, is a big deal. They didn't have him for most of the season last year. That's true. And I don't know what you do, but I do know that, you know, the, the backcourt experiment, uh, you know, John Wall and Bradley Beals and uh, CJ McCollum and uh, Damian Lillard, is, it's just, you can't win with two guards being your best players. And But what do you do? All, yep. they, can, all they can do, I don't think you get rid of Dame. I don't think you do Dame for Ben Simmons. But no, I'm not sure that Ben win. Simmons for CJ McCollum is something that Philly would do, and I'm not sure that that's something that really improves the Trailblazers either. So it's yeah, it's very tough to have a player like CJ, where you're just like he's good but not great, and takes up thirty million dollars in cap. It's tough. Yep, um, that's our time, guys. Give me a letter grade. I have a I have them down for an F. Whammy, Ben, give us a, a letter grade real real quick. See, I like the resigning of Norman Powell. Yeah, it's that's an F for me. Uh, the only winning move is not to play can't play yep all yep. right we're gonna move on to the sacramento kings um the kings drafted davian mitchell number nine overall and nemias Queta. i don't i don't know how to pronounce mm, this person's name wham cool. yeah <laughs> uh they also added alex len in free agency and they traded for tristan thompson they brought back Rashawn Holmes on a four-year, $55 million contract. Mo Harkless, two years, $9 million bucks. Terrence Davis, two years, $8 million bucks. They lost DeLon, DeLon Wright in a trade with Atlanta. Mm. And two minutes, I'll put it on the clock, and uh, I can kick us off here. Did you mention Tristan Thompson coming over in the trade? Yeah, Tristan Thompson I mentioned, yeah. So that's enough. That's enough right there for the whole time. <laughs> That's just... Oof. I mean, I'm happy. I'm happy that the Kings paid Rashawn Holmes, been one of our favorite players in the NBA. Oh, but yeah. what the hell is Sacramento doing? They traded no for <laughs> Tristan Thompson, and then they signed Alex Len, creating no a idea. nice seven-foot logjam of salary cap space. Well, and then at, you'll be happy at, to hear but, uh, that uh, Tristan Thompson's probably like six eight. Okay, there you go. <laughs> at number nine overall, but he did win a championship. They drafted so. Davian oh, he's Mitchell. A, he's, a, he's a winner. 
They drafted Davian Mitchell, a guy that I think could be awesome. I think he is is going to be really, really good. But he's he doesn't dynamic, have any guards in front of him, does he, Chris? He's a dynamic shot creator. You has a he you know, playing he, time there? He I has mean. a lot of Donovan Mitchell to his game. He's a smaller guard with great scoring potential. But this is a team with De'Aaron Fox, and Halliburton. Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy oh. Heald, Terrence Davis, all these guys need uh minutes they're all shooting guards so i just don't understand what they're doing maybe there's a trade in the works i don't know ben whammy give us a couple thoughts here on the sacramento kings you know what would be great is getting buddy healed off the kings i mean i like buddy healed i think he's a great if he was on a team that needed a three-point shooter like like the sixers i think people would be really jazzed about him so yeah i mean they need to trade they need to get rid of him let him flourish in a place where he can be a complimentary player and not the main the main thing. But yeah, this is this is just uh, too many cooks at the guard position to feel good about. Ben, give us a thought. Yeah, way too many cooks, too many guards, too many centers. Too I don't know signings. what they're doing. Yeah. Um, too many, way too many signings. Approximately six too many for me. Yeah. Um, and then losing Delon Wright, who I thought was good. Um, oh. Obviously, that's enough for me. That's enough for you. All right, we're going to move yeah. on. We are tight on time here, guys. We are going to move on now to the Sacramento. No, we just did the Sacramento Kings. We're going to move on to the San Antonio Spurs. Spurs. All right, the mm. San Antonio Spurs. Here we go. So uh, the San Antonio Spurs drafted Josh Primo, number 12 overall. They added Joe Weiskamp at number 41. And then they also uh, signed Doug McDermott, three years, $42 million. Zach Collins, three years, $22 million. Bryn Forbes, Jock Landau, two years, Ooh. undisclosed. <laughs> Thaddeus Young, they acquired in a trade. Definitely a character from Boogie Nights. <laughs> yeah. Al Farouk yeah, Amino. Yeah. Al Farouk those Amino, those are some great names. Trade. And then they lost DeMar DeRozan to Chicago. Um, Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay? to yeah. Utah. Oh, yeah, Rudy Gay, not Rudy Gobert. It's like, what? They didn't have Patty Mills. <laughs> and then Patty Mills to Brooklyn and Trey Lyles to Detroit. So, two minutes. I'll put it on the clock. Uh, Whammy, give us some opening thoughts here on the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, it's, you know, it's hard to be too hard on them. This is the sunset of the 30-year run of success that they had. Um, you know, I don't know, paying Doug McDermott and Zach Collins and Bryn Forms seems crazy to me, but it's not... they got to play somebody, but I, I don't know what that team looks like now. They don't know Aldridge, no... Uh, <clears throat> oh, my goodness. DeMar. No Aldridge, no guy from Toronto. Who DeMar shoot DeRozan. Threes. DeMar DeRozan. No Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. I can't believe they lost it's, Kawhi Leonard. It's, it's, they're still reeling from that. I mean, they really, I they really blundered the that. is for the Spurs, but it's not... You know, not going to be pretty this year, I don't think. It's Doug McDermott. That's who it is. Yeah, no, Dougie I mean, McDermott. the Spurs The Spurs made a couple of infuriating, infuriating signings, overpaying McDermott and uh, Zach Collins, but they struck gold. Um, they struck gold unloading DeMar DeRozan for Thad Young and draft compensation. Uh, just a very strange team. I give them a C. You know, the hands-down most boring team in the NBA. Um, yeah. And uh, it was boring off season, if you ask me. Ben, give us some thoughts. I'm kind of surprised that you feel that way, Chris, because you realize without Demar Rosen around, you know whose team this is, right? It's, it's Derek's team. It's Derek's team now. Yeah, it's Derek's Derek team. White. This is this is the future that we've been this salivating over, begging for years now. 
Um, Jack Landale might have something to say about that. But. Could not be more excited about Derek. Um, no, I love Jock. Love um, Jock. I also think that Joshua Primo is a Primo selection at number twelve. Right, you've um, been saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a really, uh, a, really a Primo choice, um, yeah. a, a Primo pick, if you will. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I love, I love that they are embracing their future with Dejounte and Derek, the Double Ds down in, <laughs> down in the big, uh, well, not the big D, not but the big San, D, but San Antonio. Yeah, you get the idea. Yep. yep. All right, that's our time. Uh, yep. Ben, give us a letter grade here. We have signings. Again, yep. Dermot, Zach Collins, Bryn Forbes, all these guys sign their name on contracts. They're getting money. Yeah. Um, so It's going to be an F for me. That's an F. Yeah. And Whammy, where, where do you come down here? I'll give him an A for 30 years of great. Oh, fantastic. That's sweet. All right, moving on to the Toronto Raptors. The Raptors drafted Scotty Barnes. Delano Banton, David Johnson, and they re-signed Kem Birch. Birch. Mm-hmm. They added <laughs> Goran. <laughs> they added Goran Dragic via trade, as well as Precious Achua. <laughs> Sam Decker signed a one-year contract. Yeah. Uh, Ish Wainwright signed a two-year undisclosed amount of money, and then they brought back Gary Trent Jr. on a three-year, fifty million dollar contract. Like you mentioned, Wham. Kem Birch signed for three years, $20 million. They Ken lost Birch. Kyle Lowry, D'Ambry, Brent, DeAndre, DeAndre, DeAndre Bembry to Brooklyn, Rodney Hood to Milwaukee, and Aaron Baines. To the bathroom, right? To the sink. Yeah. <laughs> what? Somewhere. Yeah. He fell He fell in the Olympics and hurt his neck. Yeah. Oh, God. That's terrible. I'm and, really sorry and, to hear that. All right, uh, the Toronto Raptors, I'll kick us off here in a few minutes. It feels like we're only seeing half the picture right now, I guess. My hunch mm. is that Pascal Siakam will maybe be traded. There was a lot of noise that he and Nick Nurse didn't see eye to eye. Mm. So I guess unloading Kyle Lowry for Goran Dragic and Precious Achua is good, right? Achua could really thrive in Toronto. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's, he's a really interesting guy, plays with a lot of energy. I like him a lot. I don't know. Their offseason is kind of whatever to me. I give them a C. Um, I'm curious to see where they go. Again, I'm waiting on a Siakam trade to see if something happens before I have a, a, a clear idea. But Whammy, Ben, what do you think? It's the It all hinges on Scotty Barnes. I think I think they... It all hinges on Scotty too, It hottie. does. It does. Well, you know, you're looking at it and you're saying, why didn't they take Jalen Suggs? And instead they took Barnes. I think I am Barnes saying that. at small forward... It, you know, has a, there's a higher potential if Scotty Barnes is good, and Jalen Suggs is good. There's a Scotty Barnes offers you more winning upside just based on where he plays and what he does, versus having a guard that you know is pretty much a Fred Van Vliet clone. Mm. Um, I guess you know I, mean, I I think I applaud them for taking the forward instead of taking the guard that you know people would have. Yeah. He looked great. He looked great in that summer league game against the Knicks the other day. I think he had like 18 points, 10 rebounds, six assists. Um, he was know. like, you know, number one recruit. Like he was very, very highly ranked before. Interesting player. Yeah. yeah. Ben, any thoughts here on Toronto's offseason? Um, do we know if they're going to be playing in Toronto next year or still in Florida? Know. Great question. Yeah. yeah. Last year they were in Tampa, right? Right, right. That worked uh, out really well for them. Um yeah, that's that must be really fun to play for that team and have no idea where you're going to be spending your the next yeah. next year of your Terrible. life. Terrible. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I minutes. give them an F. That's two minutes, Ben. You give them an F. We'll move on now yep. to the Utah Jazz. 
The Utah Jazz drafted Jared Butler at number 40. They added Rudy Gay, two years, 12 million. Hassan Whiteside on a one-year minimum level contract. Eric Pascal, uh, they acquired via trade. They brought back Mike Conley on a three-year, $72 million contract. They lost Derek Favors via trade to Oklahoma City and George Niang to Philadelphia. So here we go, guys. Two minutes. I'll put it on the clock. Ben, why don't you kick us off here on the Jazz? Give us some thoughts here on uh, their offseason. I love the Hassan Whiteside edition. Um, You know, if they couldn't get their hands on an Andre Drummond, Hassan Whiteside is the next best thing. So that's a huge... guys for the minimum. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Huge acquisition. I'll be selecting him very high in my fantasy basketball league this year. (laughs) And... um, yeah, I mean, uh, Rudy Gay, you know, hey, former, uh, I don't know, was he ever an all-star? Maybe. Probably. Um, yeah, he's, uh, he's, I think he's still got a lot left in the tank. Um, love where this team is headed. I think it could be, could be their season next year. I think they're going to be sneaky, under the radar, probably a little, um, you know, kind of ignored by the media. But you, you, you blink your eyes, and, you, and suddenly you'll see them sitting, at, sitting pretty at sixty wins and a number one seed. Wouldn't number be at one? all surprised to see them make there. a run to the NBA Finals. Oh you goodness. heard it here first. Whammy, whammy, some thoughts here on the Jazz. I could see them being the number one seed in the West. I could certainly see that. Um, They've done it before. Yeah. They'll do it again. They will. They will. They will do it again. Nothing they like more than winning regular season games. Mm. Um, yeah, it's good. I mean, it's good. Resigning Mike Conley was the biggest thing, and they got it done. So, good job. And I think favors Whiteside to favors. You know, your slight upgrade in what you're getting out of Whiteside versus what you're getting out of favors, and paying less for it. So there you go. That's yep, eight. That's eight I'm plus. with you guys here. Whiteside seems like a <clears throat> nice insurance policy, backing up Rudy Gobert. Mike Conley gets a three-year extension. I guess. Sure. I don't know what other option. Uh, you know, Utah had, they got to keep the gravy yeah. train, you know, rolling here. Um, I give them a C, give me, give me a couple letter grades, Ben. Uh, once again, there were signings. They brought back Mike Conley, 72 million bucks. Mm-hmm. Whiteside, Whiteside, he's not coming for free. Rudy Gay got big money. Mm. So yep, yep. Where yeah, a lot of, a lot of great moves by the jazz. Give them an F. Great. Okay. And whammy. I'll give the jazz an, an A. Wow, fantastic. Hmm. All right, closing us out here, guys. Last team up. It's the Washington Wizards, our nation's capital. They drafted Corey Kispert, number 15 overall, and Isaiah Todd, number 31. They also brought in via free agency, Ben. Spencer Dinwiddie, three years, 62 million bucks. They traded for Kyle Kuzma. They landed Montrez Harrell via trade, as well as KCP, Kentavious Caldwell-Pope, Aaron Holiday. And stop you right there, though. Dinwiddie was a sign-and-trade, so he was actually a trade acquisition. He was a trade? Hmm. Yeah, he was a sign-and-trade. Yeah. Do you know what they traded to Brooklyn for him? Uh, let me like, see here. Like second-round draft compensation or something? Let's it, see. It wasn't. I don't think it was a player. No, I don't think it was a player either. Let's see. All right, well, you, well, you look that up. I'll look I'll that finish. up. Yeah. yeah. They also acquired Aaron Holiday, which I didn't realize via trade. I like Aaron Holiday a lot. They brought hmm. back... Raul Neto on a one-year minimum-level contract, Ben. That's a signing. Put his name on paper. They mm. lost Russell Westbrook to the Lakers via trade. Chandler, Hutch- Chandler Hutchinson traded to the Spurs. Robin Lopez to Orlando. Ish Smith to Charlotte. And Garrison Matthews. So uh, those are your transactions. For the Wizards, two minutes. I'll put it on the clock, and I'll start us off. Um, 
yeah, I think the Wizards will be better. They'll be more competitive, but I know that adding these players is basically just like the sports equivalent of like the hamster running on the wheel of mediocrity. Man, did they just spin their tires. Right? They are just rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. So getting off West getting off yeah, getting off Westbrook's deal is you know, that's a win. That's good, I guess. Um but I don't know that this team is gonna be appreciably better. So You have to see what they can get for Kuzma Harold, Contavious, you know, those guys yeah. getting traded mid-season. I don't know. Kispert, oh Kispert is a nice draft pick. He's, I think, going to be like a fine NBA role player, but he's not. I don't know that he's going to move the needle for like a young team kind of stuck in the middle. He's supposed to be but, just a dead shooter, right? He's not a yeah, ball like handler. Harris, he's just a dead shooter. Yeah, like Joe Harris, basically. Yeah, he's, he's like a Joe Harris so, type. So it's like that's a, that's a very useful player, but I don't know that like he's going to change the fortunes of the franchise or whatever so and i'm curious about dinwiddie the wizards were good with a healthy westbrook you know they're good enough to make the playoffs and i'm surprised i mean this is this is a lot of trinkets for you know nothing it's just a lot of a lot of really 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 mid-level average players whammy you would have stayed the course with westbrook I would have stayed the course with Westbrook. I, you know, I don't think you're going to... I guess if you're trying to get off his money, I don't know how many years he had left, but it was two or three, right? So, yeah. uh, you know, you're, if you're going to get off his money, you had to do it now. Um, but I don't know why you do that, because then Beal's there, and this, this, I think this team will do worse, obviously. So Yeah, I we'll agree. We'll see how it goes. But I just... That's you're our sort time, of damned ben. if you do. Yeah, Ben, give us a final thought uh, here on the Wizards and, of course, a letter grade. Strictly speaking, the yeah, Wizards are not talking about, uh, Ben, we, so there you go. Uh, wait a second. Hang on. Let me see something. Let me read no. the list again. Yeah, because I, I think we did uh, actually have some signings. They brought back Raul Neto on a one-year. Uh, uh, well, that's, a re- that's a re-signing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah apparently they got Dinwiddie for a second-round pick and a draft-swapped Brooklyn. Big whoop. Yeah, and they gave somehow they gave us a, tr- a trade exception to the Golden State Warriors. It was a wild deal, and they gave um, Chandler Hutchinson Hutchinson to San Antonio. It's a crazy deal. That's right. Yeah. 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 We have a uh, we had a, we have a Titanic on the Bayou, and now we have a Titanic on the Potomac. That's right. Um, Whoa! So get it. That's right. I That's right. am uh, gonna give that one. I was really hopeful I could end this on a positive note and hand out a uh, a sparkling A to my favorite pupils down in Washington D.C. But uh, sadly, I will be giving them an F. So all right, I, before we close yeah. out the cast, can I just general question? Do you want to run through them all again? Should we just start from the beginning? Yeah, let's start with just, Atlanta. Yeah, let's just go. Compare. Let's just double check our work. Let's start. Let's do the whole no, thing no, over. No, no. I, I want to know. To me, the NBA feels somehow extremely wide open, but also like there just doesn't seem to be really great teams right now. Correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, the Nets and the Lakers are kind of, do do you see them as in a class by themselves or do you see this as like, there's all these teams with two superstars and who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, I kind of agree, Wham. I think, um, you know, there's, it seems like a very wide open league in right. terms of like For the first time in a decade. Yeah. It seems like the middle of the league, anyone can can be a fifth. It. it seems like anyone could be the fifth seed, right? Like if I told you the Charlotte Hornets 
I'd be like, sure, be, are, yeah. Are going to be the fifth seed in the playoffs or the yeah, fourth Oubre seed in the playoffs. Scores 20 like, a game. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. LaMelo ball got a lot better. They got right. some interesting pieces. Sure, yeah, that's totally possible. Or if I said, you know, the Knicks are going to be the fourth seed or, you know, sure. the, uh, the Jazz are going to be the third seed, you'd be like, yeah, that's totally feasible, totally possible. That makes sense. It does seem, though, that, like, there is a tier above those teams in the middle. And I think on that tier is like the nets and I'm not really sure who else is there with them. The Lakers Um, are there, man. There's no question. The Lakers are there. If the Lakers are healthy this year, they're, they're winning the NBA championship again. I don't know. Whammy. I don't know that I see it that way. Yes. But, um, you're not remembering, you're thinking to yourself, Oh, LeBron in the playoffs. He's not that good. But he is. He's just a, you cannot beat him in the playoffs almost ever. Well, we haven't seen him in the playoffs since 2019, if it's I'm not mistaken. It's been a while since he's, he's been in the there, playoffs right? this year. <laughs> and yeah. he was eliminated by Chris Paul. Yeah, because, mm. because his other player was here. I mean, that's, you know, but that's totally, it. isn't that just as possible to happen this year? Yeah, but I think the same thing could happen to the Nets. I mean, you know, why, sure. why are the Nets able to be in the category by themselves when all three of those guys, you know, missed Because time? I would say what if, the Nets... What if, what if everyone gets injured? Yeah. Well, uh, it's not just a what if. I mean, this, Anthony Davis gets injured for sure, and so does, uh, you know, KD, Kyrie, and, and now James Harden is, you know, just on the cusp of being injured all the time for the first time in his career. But I don't, I don't see the Nets and the Lakers... You know, when healthy, I think they are the best in their conferences, but that's definitely not a guarantee. That's I just feel so wide open because of that. Yeah, I agree. I I agree. I don't I don't or I don't really know that that upper tier is really solidified. I think when the Nets are healthy, they're in that tier, and I'm not sure that a healthy version of the Lakers is on par with that team. Just because I oh, think it sti- is. Oh, it is, baby. I think stylist. You know, I think like stylistically, mm. they're a different thing. Uh, Mm. But we'll see. We'll see. That's why they play the games, Whammy, huh? That's why they play the games. I just, I think what it, what it shows you is that this class of sort of Westbrook maybe even being the youngest or Kyrie being the youngest in this, that the superstar class of the 2010 through 2020s is kind of on its way out. And there's now a, you know, new younger superstars yep. will take their place, whether it's yep. Devin Booker or, or who will it be? Uh, it's, it's hard to say, but like Dame Lillard, all those guys are getting older, missing time. And the NBA is a changing. Wham, before we let you go, anything to plug or promote what's happening over on the talk channel? Uh, yeah, just, just hit me up there at Whammy45. Uh, Whammy45 on TikTok, on Twitter, at Brandon Lizzie. We'll follow yeah. you. We'll subscribe to you. We'll like your videos. And uh, guys, till next time, uh, it is good talking to you. And... Uh, yeah, stay safe. What a what Bye a thrill! All. What a joy! Do we want to run through all these grades? Let's just do, one yeah, more time. Let's go over them one more time. I'm, Have you tallied them up to see who came out on top? Because yeah, I I'm think on a, I'm on a plane to Europe to do a scouting trip. Yeah, so I have some time. I mean, you know, for me, it's it's all about Memphis and Minnesota. They won. They, they won free agency. Yeah. M and M. Um. Yeah, we don't need to review the grades. But, okay. Uh, I'll talk to you guys. <laughs> I'll talk to you guys. Bye. Guys. Bye. 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 Bye.